بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم the next hadith the hadith of Abi Sayyid al-Khudri وعن Abi Sayyid al-Khudri رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم نهى عن صيام يومين يوم الفطر ويوم النحر متفق عليه Abu Sayyid al-Khudri رضي الله تعالى عنه narrated that Allah's Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم forbade fasting on two days the day of al-fitr which is the day of breaking the fast of Ramadan and the day of al-adha the offering sacrifices and this is an agreed upon hadith in this hadith as you can tell the sahabi the sahabi and his name is Abu Sa'id al-Khudri radiyallahu anhu he is the one who said that Allah's messenger forbade is this the same as him relating the wording of the messenger like for example in this case don't fast the two days the answer it is not like it but it carries the meaning it carries its meaning. Yeah. Uh, this is said because it is possible that the Sahabi, the companion, may understand from the saying of the Prophet ﷺ the forbiddance while it's not. And that's why its indication is weaker than the indication of the explicit formatting when it is said that the Prophet ﷺ said don't do this and don't do that. But still, in terms of the ruling, it takes the ruling as the ruling of the Prophet والسلام, don't do or do. Is that clear? Regarding this point of benefit. So, in this case, the Prophet ﷺ forbade fasting two days. Forbade fasting two days. The day of the Fitr, and this is the first day of Shawwal. And Shawwal is what? What's what's Shawwal? What number of uh, it carries in the Islamic calendar? It is the tenth month. The tenth month after Ramadan. So the day of Eid is the first of Shawwal, and the day of sacrifice is the tenth of the Hijjah. And the day of sacrifice. Nahr, the day of sacrifice offering sacrifices is the day of Al-Adha and this is the 10th of the Hijjah is that clear? is that clear? on the 10th of the Hijjah now why did the Prophet ﷺ forbid fasting these two days? because these are days of delight and enjoyment and you know the person the human is human with fasting He's not open in terms of his manifestation of, of, of enjoyment, etc. Uh, but as to, uh, as to the saying of some, or uh, the reason being that because the people are the guests of Allah, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala legislated for them the breaking of the fast, uh, rather it is to be said, that the forbiddance is because they are days of Eid the days of Eid 
and that the person should complete his uh, enjoyment in, in, in these days by taking what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted him to from his favors because this sharia and all praise is due to Allah is a sharia of yusr of ease and if people really apply the sharia in this sense then people would enter the deen of Allah in masses he forbade the fasting of these two days this does not necessitate that there are uh, there, there are no other days uh, which are forbidden to fast other than these two other than these two may be forbidden to fast and may not be forbidden to fast from the benefit of this hadith is the first benefit is forbidding fasting the days of Eid and this is because the Prophet ﷺ forbade their fasting second affirming these days that these days are Eid for Muslims and the first is the Eid al-Fitr following the fasting of Ramadan and the fasting of Ramadan is a pillar from the pillars of Islam and the second is Eid al-Adha which follows the day of Arafah Eid al-Adha, the Eid of sacrifice follows the day of Arafah and the day of Arafah is the particular rukun of Hajj and that's why in the hadith the Prophet ﷺ said Al-Hajj Arafah Al-Hajj is Arafah and he didn't say At-Tawaf circulating the Kaaba and the Sa'i between Mount Safa and Marwa and so forth but he rather said Al-Hajj Arafah Al-Hajj is Arafah because it is the rukun the pillar that is specific to Hajj and the Umrah does not share Arafah in that sense there is no uh, staying at Arafah in Umrah what about if the person fasts these days then it is haram haram and his fasting is not accepted for it being haram because the person commits that which the Prophet ﷺ considered or directed to be and commanded to be forbidden and for it being uh, not accepted because of the Prophet ﷺ saying whoever does an action whoever does an action which is not in accordance with our command then he will have it rejected and so Fasting them is not the command of Allah or His Messenger. And not only that, but it is in opposition to the command of Allah and His Messenger because there is forbiddance. The second thing is, what about if someone vows to fast them? Like for example, he's saying, I will have a vow to fast the Eid al-Fitr or the Eid al-Adha then what is the ruling regarding this vow the answer the vow is haram is forbidden and it is not permissible to fulfill it and it is not permissible to fulfill it 
because the Prophet said in the hadith, Man nadara an yasi Allah fala yasi. Whoever vows, makes a vow to disobey Allah, then must not disobey him. But the question is, what should he do? What should the person do? What is upon him? Uh, must he make them up? Or must he expiate the expiation of an oath because the vow is not established? The answer is the second. The answer is the second. Meaning, he expiates the expiation of an oath. Why? Because if he is commanded to make them up, then this necessitates that the vow was valid, while it is not. Is that clear to you? So therefore, accordingly, what is binding upon him is that if he makes a vow to fast these days, then he must expiate the expiation of an oath. Is that clear? He must expiate the expiation of an oath. Right. What about if he vows to fast on Monday? And this agreed to be the Eid of Al-Adha or the Eid of Al-Futr. Then in this case, it is not permissible for him to fulfill the vow because it is a sin. However, what is obligated upon him is to make up but not to expiate. There is another saying, another opinion, is that he expiates because of missing the time. And as to the makeup, because in origin his vow is valid, because he vowed to fast Monday. He did not fa vow to fast the day of Eid, but then Monday uh, agreed to be the day of the Eid. Is that clear? Now, the next hadith, this uh, concludes this hadith, 558, and then we go to hadith 559, according to the numbering in Bulu al-Maram. And in this hadith, وعن نبيشة الهذلي رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أيام التشريق أيام أكل وشرب وذكر لله عز وجل نبيشة الهذلي رضي الله عنه said that Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said that the days of التشريق are days of eating drinking and remembrance of Allah the great and the glorious the days of Tashriq. Uh, tashriq. This means making something, uh, exposing, exposing something so that the sun rises on it. And this is something known to the Arabs, the days of Tashriq, and they are the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th of the Hijjah, the 11th, the 12th, 
and the 13th of the Hijjah. They were called as such, Tashriq, because people used to uh, put their the, the, the meat of their sacrificing uh, animals, sacrificed animals and their offerings in these days and the sun so that it dries and does not uh, spoil. Is that clear? That's, uh, that's where the meaning came. Now, So, in this case, these days are days of eating, drinking, and remembrance. So, these are not days for fasting. Uh, and remembrance of Allah, meaning it's a sunnah to have abundant remembrance of Allah during these days. And Allah linked, He, Allah, linked the remembrance with eating and drinking because of two reasons. First reason is to say to the person that uh, you will not miss the reward if you don't fast because you have the remembrance of Allah. Is that clear? The second reason if these days are days of remembrance for Allah, the person needs energy to remember Allah, especially during the days, uh, the, the, the summer days, days uh, of intense heat and uh, stretched daylight, uh, lengthy days, daylights. So, he needs therefore iftar. So, uh, so that he, he is to eat and drink so that he can strengthen himself to, the, to make the remembrances. And this may indicate even uh, the hint or, or the meaning which was mentioned in terms of the reason why the days of Eid were forbidden to fast them. That the person in these days uh, would be enjoying and enjoying these days and uh, uh, he would have an uh, open uh, chest uh, and uh, to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and, uh, make the Eid prayer and the like from the benefits of this hadith is that it is not permissible to fast the days of Tashriq these are the 11th, 12th and 13th of the Hijjah and in the next hadith we will know uh, the exception with respect to uh, a, the case of uh, the individual who may not find uh, might afford the sacrificial animal uh, in Hajj we will learn about that uh, exception but it is not permissible for during the to fast the days of Tashriq 11, 12th and 13th of the Hijjah and if these days are days of eating and drinking and remembrance, then the person should not uh, abandon what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given him from his bounty, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made these days, days of eating and drinking. These are not days for fasting. And in this we learn the other benefit is that the sharia 
the wisdom of the Sharia, uh, the Islamic Sharia, by giving the self uh, some of its share, uh, where it needs the enjoyment and of of, the, of of times, and that's why in these days of Tashriq, the 11th, 12th, and 13th, and the days of Eid, uh, it is permissible to have enjoyment and uh, a kind of uh, play like uh, the uh, using the duf uh, and the uh, the using. Uh, The some uh, games that are lawful, like uh, playing with uh, uh, swords or rifles or or the like, uh, because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala uh, knew that man is weak and needs uh, something to uh, entertain himself with, to bring joy to the self. The next benefit is the legality of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala during these days. And in this also there is evidence for the preponderating opinion that the takbir is legal in the days of tashriq all the time. And not restricted to the times uh, following the salah. I repeat. In this hadith, there is evidence for the preponderating opinion that the takbir, the takbir, that it's legal to make the takbir in the days of tashriq all the time, not being restricted to the times after salah. And that the preponderating opinion in this matter is that in the days of tashriq, the three days of tashriq, 11th, 12th, and 13th, and also the day of Eid and the day of Arafah, Takbir, the takbir is general and restricted. And what's the difference? That the difference is that the general, you, rem- you make the remembrances all times. The restricted is that which is restricted to the time following the completion of the salah. And the next benefit is that <coughs> uh, the 11th and 12th and 13th, it is permissible to sacrifice during these days. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ made the ruling the same in terms of eating and drinking and remembrance. And this is in contrast to the opinion which uh, states that the sacrifice is not permissible except on the Eid itself or the Eid or, and two days after that. The uh, correct opinion in this matter is that uh, the days of sacrifice are four the day of the Eid and three days after that in the next hadith which is hadith 560 the hadith of Aisha and Ibn Umar radiyallahu anhum wa an Aisha wa ibn Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhum qala lam yurakhis lam yurakhis fi ayyam al-tashriq an yusamna illa liman lam yajid al-hadi rawahu al-bukhari uh, Aisha and Ibn Umar may Allah be pleased with them all said that nobody was allowed to fast on the days of Tashriq except those who could not afford the Hadi the sacrifices this is reported by Al-Bukhari
except for those who, the exception therefore, for those who could not afford the hadi, meaning the hadi of enjoyable hajj. And because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated, as the one who cannot afford, meaning the, the hadi, the sacrifice, then فَصِيَامُ ثَلَاثَةِ أَيَّامٍ فِي الْحَجِّ وَسَبْعَةٍ إِذَا رَجَعْتُمْ Then what's upon him is to fast uh, the three days in hajj and seven upon return. And the days of tashriq are from the days of hajj. The days of tashriq, as you know, are the, from the days of hajj. In them, the pilgrim uh, makes the rami, uh, throwing the petals, and uh, staying at Mina. So, Uh, they are they were made permissible to fast for the pilgrim who cannot afford the hadi because if he does not fast then the hajj will end before he fasts and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made the hajj a place or a time for their fasting is that clear so far from the benefits of the hadith that it is permissible to fast the days of Tashriq permissible to fast the days of Tashriq the 11th, the 12th and the 13th for the one who does not afford the Hadi sacrifice an animal now can we make this can we make this uh, the ruling raised and say that the one who permitted this is the Prophet or or we say that this is from their meaning Aisha and Ibn Umar's understanding. It is, there is a possibility. Because if it is from their saying, then they deducted it from the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala three days in Hajj. And there are no days in Hajj after the days of Tashriq. Is that clear? This is assuming that this is from their saying. It's assuming that this is from their say. It's clear to you now. If we say that this is the statement is from Aisha's statement and Ibn Umar's statement, you know, then this would be a deduction from the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fasting three days in Hajj. And there are no days for Hajj after the 11th, the 12th, and the 13th. Right? Right now? Now, it's possible that what is intended is that this is from the Prophet and this is closer. So therefore, this will be an exception this will be an exception from the earlier hadith. The earlier hadith The hadith of Nubaysha, right? The days of Tashriq are days of eating and drinking and remembrance of Allah. So this will be an exception. This will be an exception, clear, from the general prohibition. So far clear, inshallah. So therefore, the one who does not afford the hadi, the sacrificial animal, um, 
then fast three days in Hajj and seven upon return. Even if these three days are from the days of Tashriq. Now question, is it permissible, is it permissible uh, to fast the day of Eid as being one of the three? Is it permissible to fast the day of Eid, which is the tenth, as and, and consider it from the three? The answer is no. The answer is no, because the permit is what? Restricted to which days? In the case of the person who does not afford the sacrifice an animal, it is restricted to the 11th, 12th, and the 13th, the Tashriq days. The days of Tashriq, right? Now, another question which is uh, extra, uh, unrelated to the subject of fasting. If the person who does not afford the sacrifice fasts the days of Tashriq right from the time he made the Ihram entering the state of Ihram for Umrah. Is it permissible for him or not? Uh, the answer is, it is permissible. And this is the correct opinion. But someone if, what, may say the follow, may raise the following question. The Umrah is before Hajj. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says here, fasting three days in Hajj. The answer is, we know that the Prophet والسلام, said that the Umrah entered the Hajj or became integrated in the Hajj. So therefore, according it is accordingly, it is permissible to fast the three days from the time the person enters the state of Umrah, enters the state of Umrah. And he has all, uh, he can fast, including the days of, uh, until the end of the days of uh, Tashriq. And remember, uh, with respect to, uh, therefore, it is permissible for him to fast during the Umrah time or between the Umrah and Hajj or in the Hajj with the condition that the fasting not to exceed the days of Tashriq the time for the days of Tashriq not go beyond the days of Tashriq this is the discussion or the end of the discussion regarding this hadith Wallahu ta'ala ala wa alam wa sallallahu ala muhammad وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا